0: To ridiculously happy people cast. I'm Sophia Lemon, and I am with Nikki Yo today. How are you, Nikki? I'm doing great, Sophia. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well, and you're gonna Good. hear all about it.
1: But first, <laughs> what's new with you? Um. So this past weekend, uh, Midland put on a little rib vest, which was kind of cute there's like four vendors so (laughs) nice and small um but it was fun we walked down with the girls and uh got our our rib on so then, nice little mini midway for the kids and games and the twirly strawberries and all that kind of stuff so um our oldest who's three has never been to a fair before so it was like <laughs> there was a lot of excitement, so it was super cool, and we had some great, great food, and the tug fest was also on in the harbor with all the tugboats, so that was fun. Very noisy, because we were super close, so they were still honking away into the, the night time, but no, it was great, turned into a really beautiful weekend, so that was awesome.
0: Did anyone get sick on any of the rides from all of the ribs that I hope you were eating? <laughs>
1: We, we did the rides first,
0: and then okay. we ate. Right. So <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about that as an option, but okay. <laughs> yeah, it's like, smart. Let's, let's do this, yeah. <laughs> I love Ribfest because I love food, um, mm-hmm. and I love food that can be messy, and yep. ribs are delicious. They just have that flavor profile that I love, and even mm-hmm. the baked beans. I always love the baked beans at Ribfest. So then So good. You said that there were only um, four mm-hmm. rib booths, and yeah. I have to say that that definitely makes Rib Fest easier because you don't have to be like, it's it's which one choose. do I go to? Yeah, <laughs>
1: exactly. And then it didn't take as long, there was less of a wait. So it was mm-hmm. definitely, I've really only ever done like Barry Rib Fest, and it's like all mm-hmm. the downtown area and by the water and stuff. So it was significantly smaller, but it was, I mean, for the kids, it's ginormous anyway. So that's awesome
0: still delicious. We still had a great time. I've done Ribfest in London, Ontario, Mm -hmm. for those who don't know that there is a London in Ontario. It's not the fancy one from Britain. Um, (laughs) I've been to Ribfest in London, Ontario, and it is quite large, and I've been to Mm -hmm. the Ribfest in Owen Sound, and it is definitely (laughs) more easily digestible. (laughs) Mm -hmm. yep (laughs) you can see everything because there's the stage over there where the music is and there's the probably four rib vendors right there (laughs) and then there's the tent where you sit down and you eat and so much easier more compact (laughs) yeah it's nice well as you know (laughs) last week I took the week off of communicating with clients and Mm -hmm. I think I did a pretty good job of not Going into my email too much. You did. Or at least not answering emails. Yes. (laughs) Too much. There was a couple. Too much. Not too much. Um, And I focused on some business development stuff. And I recorded some tutorial videos for creating albums and creating cards and downloading digital files. Because people have trouble with that sometimes. Because not Mm -hmm. everyone is as nerdy as I am. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so that's good and I've been editing the podcast and we are working pretty hard to get season one out as quickly as possible so that there's actually content for people to listen to rather than like mm-hmm. going to our podcast and being like oh cool there's two episodes great know <laughs> it <what? laughs> do they actually exist mm-hmm. <laughs> we do um yeah we do but I really had to take a week off from yeah. talking to people because hmm I've just needed a break. (laughs) Fair enough. And today we are going to talk about mental health and coping strategies for mental health. Mm -hmm. And I mean, this is a topic that people talk about a heck of a lot more these days than previously. I don't, I don't even know. When did the Bell Let's Talk Day thing come about? I didn't even think to look that up, but
1: people are, thankfully
0: talking about mental health a lot more these days than than they used to to. which is Mm -hmm. yeah which is really important i think Mm -hmm. because i feel fairly confidently that everyone on the planet right now is dealing with at least a mild case of ptsd from the pandemic (laughs) because we were all told everyone (laughs) everywhere you know big emergency go home and stay there And that's a pretty scary thing to hear. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, we don't know when we're going to be able to come out and see people. And you had people at home who lived by themselves and, you know, didn't have family around them that could be in their pod and didn't have a cat to keep them company. And, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, yeah, it was, I remember being like, okay, this up in the air stuff, not knowing when things are going to open up again or if they're going to and there's mm-hmm. a lot of like fear about the pandemic and then also you know fear about well we're going to be wearing masks forever now and yep. so there's all that fear stuff that i think would contribute to everyone having a little bit of ptsd but in the time that we sure. were you know experiencing the pandemic and being at home you know we weren't shaking hands we weren't mm-hmm. hugging each other there was a severe lack of <laughs> physical contact and if you you lived with people during that time then i mean you were able to have physical contact so you for example with your husband and your kids like obviously you're going to have to (laughs) have physical contact contact i do not think that toddlers got the memo (laughs) but (laughs) definitely did not (laughs) but even with having physical contact at home I don't think people realize that like when you went out into public and your face was covered and there was a piece of plexiglass between you and like a receptionist or a clerk at a store Mm -hmm. and you would see people that you would know, but under normal circumstances, you would give them a hug or shake their hand, but you can't do that now. Yeah. Maybe you would bump elbows, but then people would be reasonably judgmental about that. And Yeah. I don't think people realize that the lack of physical contact like that albeit small amount of skin to skin contact that you would have with people outside of your immediate family or bubble or outside of your Mm -hmm. home how not having that would impact people's lives and then add on to it people were drinking more and consuming Mm -hmm. more marijuana (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, and not exercising and eating all of the food and All of that stuff would, you know, have a major impact on mental health. And I think that I did reasonably well at the beginning of the pandemic. I actually got in, like, the best shape that I've been in in a long time. (laughs) And then at some point in the last two years, so it's 2023 now, it's Mm -hmm. been a few years. Yeah, Sometime in the last two years, I started to experience some very, I don't want to say debilitating, but impacting my life depression which Mm -hmm. sucks where you know your typical um symptoms like I don't want to exercise no part of me wants to do that (laughs) forget those endorphins I don't want them (laughs) yeah (laughs) that would require way too much energy output I don't have any energy like I want to sleep Mm -hmm. all the time don't want to get out of bed I'm not eating well, obviously, because like you're depressed. So what are you going to do? You're going to eat the food that tastes good, because that's the easiest way to have the you know immediate good feels. Yeah, Um, chip chips are the best. Um, Mm -hmm. and (laughs) I I have experienced the like constant pain thing, like just the strangest stuff. Where I've you know said to Kevin, like it feels like my entire body is bruised. Like if I touch my arm, it's not like fall down in pain, but... But it's, like, tender. Yeah, it's very strange. And I really, genuinely don't really want to be around people. (laughs) (laughs) And it's taking a lot of energy to do anything remotely social. Like, thinking about going out in public and seeing people is... Just thinking about it, getting myself ready to go do it, to go out of the house is exhausting me, so... Mm -hmm. yeah and so there's a reasonably significant family history in my own family of anxiety and depression and bipolar disorder um Mm -hmm. and i can personally remember my dad many 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 moons ago um telling me like you need to be conscious of this you need to be aware of how you're feeling and like (laughs) almost be ready to deal with it like recognize when you're feeling depressed or anxious or yeah like things aren't making sense so that you can deal with it so we're going to talk about coping strategies today and I don't know if you have any you know experience with mental health you know issues of your own (laughs) or in your own family or what have you but Mm -hmm. you go ahead and you share your immediate thoughts on all this stupid stupid stuff (laughs) that no one is happy
1: to deal with i know it is so it is so tough and it's like very similarly my myself and my family history of depression anxiety family history of bipolar um i first started noticing some um instances instances of depression heading into university and got my own clinical diagnosis then um and for me when the pandemic hit, that was the hardest part. I was six months pregnant with my oldest and I was terrified, like for lack of a better word. I did not know what was going to happen. I didn't know where to go, who to see. I was so sad about so many things that I felt like I was missing out on. Like I didn't get to have a baby shower. I didn't get to have the like, whole hoopla when I brought home the baby and like everyone passing her around and that new baby smell and snuggles and whatever like it was very very isolating for me not only was I the first of not in my family but of my friends and like my peers to have kids but now I was doing it living 45 minutes away from anyone everyone that I knew and you couldn't see anyone anyway so I could FaceTime And my daughter's born in June, so my parents could come, and we could, like, stand across the yard from each other, and they could look at their granddaughter, but it's not the same as having someone physically there and rub my back and tell me, it's going to be okay, you're doing great, and let me hold the baby because she only contact naps, and you go nap by yourself for a change, and, like, (laughs) it felt, I was very much on my own, and my husband um was still working he's in the trades, so he after about he stayed home with me for about a week after our daughter was born and then he was back to work fortunately he works outside so that we had a bit of an extra safety layer kind of there um But it was really scary. We had this brand-new baby. I had a high-risk pregnancy. We, for a good chunk of the time, thought that we were going to lose her. So there was a lot of extra fear surrounding that. Like, we were out of the woods, and now there's a huge pandemic, and I could still lose her. Like, it was very, very scary. Um, And then trying to cope through all of that, It's big upheaval in life. I've always been around kids. I love kids. I always wanted kids. But then to be in that 24-7 is so different. And it's a huge stressor on everyone and on relationships and on everything your whole life is different right so then you throw in a global pandemic and it's uh it's great um I personally really struggled with postpartum depression and anxiety and I remember one night specifically doing I don't even know how many times I've been up with her at that point but I was feeding her and started hallucinating and i basically like recognized that what was going on was not real and i was able to put her in her crib and then go and get my husband and be like we are tapping out like (laughs) i'm i obviously can't do this safely right now (laughs) like we can't if you have to call out tomorrow you have to call out but like i need i need to sleep this is not okay um and it's yeah, the isolation for me it was a really hard part. I'm a very affectionate person. I'm very close with my with my family, and to not be able to share those moments with them was really really tough on me. Um, and like. I think too, there's this outside stigma that, okay, you you have that new baby and it's the glow moment. And for me, I'm sitting there on my couch with this baby. Like, what do I do now? <laughs> like, I can't leave the house. There's nowhere to go. Like the mom stroller walk around the mall. Well, I can't do that anymore because the mall's closed. The strollers and stars at the Cineplex and go watch the movie while the babies cry. You can't do that because Cineplex is closed. <laughs> and like, it's, it was such an upheaval and an uncertain time and I felt like I was so confined to my house that there was just nowhere to go and there was no one I could see. There was no one that could give me that relief. And that was that was yeah, that was super, super
0: hard. For sure. I truly do not know how people cope with postpartum depression. Let mm-hmm. alone just not sleeping for Days at a time. I mean, I think Mm -hmm. scientifically we have (laughs) come to the realization that you need to get at least eight hours of solid sleep a night in order to function like baseline, to function baseline, not to function at your best, but to, you know, be able to do what you need to do in life at all. Um, And yeah, it's, I've never having my own children like giving birth to my own children has never been um my priority in life and yeah I see parents do it and how much your life changes and I can't imagine and then throw a pandemic into it I'm glad that people are talking about postpartum depression these days because and like you know I still hear, like, Ben make comments about it, and I just want to, well, I often do respond, but, like, I know how I feel once a month, and that's a mild fluctuation. And that's awful. (laughs) (laughs) It is awful. My personality changes completely, and that's just a mild fluctuation in my hormones. I can't imagine Mm -hmm. giving birth the physical trauma that you experience, the potential significant emotional trauma that you experience with if there are any sort of complications with your birth and then add into it all of a sudden your body's like okay let's change everything in the matter of a few hours and flood you Mm -hmm. with all sorts of crazy hormones and all that yeah delightful stuff yeah i don't know did you were you hallucinating because you were exhausted or do you think it was a symptom of your depression I think it might have been
1: a combination of both. Like I'd been, I didn't have anything to do. I had a baby that only slept on me, so I had a lot of TV mm-hmm. watching during the days. And like I said, you can't can't go anywhere because you know you mm-hmm. might get COVID and die, and who knows. <laughs> and uh, and now yeah. I got this brand new baby that that even and that was the thing that really struck me too. Like I'd go grocery shopping and I'd wear a mask and I'd have the cover on um, the car seat in the in the cart the shopping cart, and people would still get exceptionally close to me, <laughs> and my obviously very tiny little baby in her car seat mm-hmm. covered up. And, oh, I just want to see. Oh, I don't want you to see. <laughs> like, no thank you. And, you know, oh, I just pulled out my mask so she doesn't get scared. All she knows in life is masks. So, really, like, you're, <laughs> you're fine yeah. at this point. Like, that's what – for her, that's normal that other people other than mommy and daddy wear a mask, mm-hmm. which is crazy in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was just – I think there was just so much going on and so much that I was trying to – try and figure out and learn at the same time and that postpartum period was something that i had never heard talked about until i was in the middle of it myself
0: Mama, mm-hmm. yes okay. speaking, speaking of
1: Michael, oh. we need to do well, a, quick, a quick little bathroom break <laughs> <laughs> this is when we love potty training but it is still so difficult that she can come and tell me when she's got to go
0: but i'm still wiping buttons so we're almost there <laughs> it's funny actually that you say that i was not expecting but now that I think about it i do announce whenever i have to, to watch yeah me too okay i have to go now <laughs> like do, do we never get out of that like apparently not no <laughs> um one of my teammates at ball is currently potty trading her daughter and mm-hmm. it's hilarious the stories that she's telling at ball like yeah the other day she took her two kids to the park and <laughs> her youngest whom she is potty trading i guess pooped just everywhere it was not a, it was mm. not a good poop and it was mm-hmm. like she didn't bring towels or anything to clean anything yep. up with <laughs> she's like well i guess and they biked there oh, they did no. not drive <laughs> so it was like well Put her in like the bike carrier and was like, we're, we're riding this home it with, yeah. with poop all over ourselves. This is a
1: lesson. <laughs>
0: yeah. I'm sure it won't happen again. So, Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Speaking of the joys of having kids uh, and postpartum depression. Yeah. <laughs> it just it's all, all adds into it. Just mm. when they're starting to sleep through
1: the night, they start pooping everywhere. Pooping everywhere. <laughs> oh, isn't that the truth? Yep. <laughs> I was thinking this morning, I was like, I don't know that a day goes by when I don't have someone's poop or pee on me. Like, that's... Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) It's
0: about the norm. I don't think I'm built for that particular type of life. (laughs) (laughs) Although, Hmm. I did grow up with cows, and they just poop wherever they want. Yeah. so Pretty much like kids. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Not that squeamish, I guess. No. I'm used to, like, oh, she... Like, if you went to shows, if we were at, like, cattle shows, mm-hmm. um, you hope that they're having good poops. Otherwise, you have to, you know, clean them after you've just yeah. cleaned them, which I'm sure is very similar to having kids. Yep.
1: Yeah, I think the <laughs> so- rule of thumb with babies is, like, once you've washed them, they have a blowout, pretty much. You can guarantee you
0: kid hasn't pooped, well, put them in clean clothes. <laughs> They'll poo everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. So, I guess I'm used to having like poop on my hands and everything. So. Yeah. But, but there you go. Here, still, there. <laughs> still. No. Oh, my goodness. Mm. So, you were talking about postpartum depression and like you yeah. didn't really hear about it until you were in the middle of it. And I will say, probably since you had your daughter, people are talking about it a heck of a lot yeah. more. A lot more, for sure. Yeah.
1: And I think I was very fortunate that that was all kind of happening at the same time. And maybe the pandemic pushed that to come to the forefront. Like we were now seeing more what stay-at-home parents were going through and what new moms were dealing with exacerbated by the pandemic and this whole shift in life and, an adjustment. And um, I was fortunate to find some really great um, accounts that I could follow and that were able to kind of just have that, you're not alone in this you're not, what you're experiencing though it sucks is unfortunately typical and there are other people going through this too and there, you can find a community that you can share that with and feel supported and learn different tips and tricks and tactics for how to handle that internally and externally and how to speak with your family about that so that you're getting the support that you need and that was was very helpful for me even just having that like you're not alone like that made a big difference
0: that is a vast improvement over how they would mm-hmm. deal with especially women's mental health. Like, let's yeah, say fi- just 50 years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, women would have been institutionalized at one point if oh, yeah. they were generally unhappy with just their life. too dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, no, you don't like your life? Well, you should. And if you don't, you are therefore crazy and we're going to put you somewhere so we don't have to listen to you talk about it anymore. <laughs> yeah. We don't want to hear you. How crazy is that? That is so, so,
1: so crazy. Just, and I think too, like my, you hear from like my parents' generation and it's, well, that's just, you know, that's just what you did. You just had to do it. And it's like, I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't accept that (laughs) as a rule. I don't just have to hate my life, actually. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah.
0: Goodness. Mm Mm-hmm makes me think about how people used to deal with mental health issues and it's just anyway yeah (laughs) that's a a whole other topic (laughs) so we're gonna talk about coping strategies and they are all very 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 simple things Mm -hmm. um which are all basically meant to like protect your own i don't know mental health to protect yourself from falling into a situation where you might have an issue and also, you know, just very simple stuff that can start getting some endorphins Mm -hmm. going in your body and help you feel a little bit better. Um, and the first one on my list is alone Mm -hmm. time. Yes. (laughs) so Getting quiet time alone. This one has been particularly important for me these days because I mean, previous to Kevin being in my life, I was a pretty quiet person. Believe it or not, um, people might not believe that, but when I'm at home, I'm not actually talking to people all the time. (laughs) (laughs) So when I was at home by myself and there was no one else around, like I might talk to the dogs or the cats or whatever, but I, for the most part, was not speaking. I was singing. I was singing along with music. That's. That's different. That's true.
2: It is different.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I could be in silence and, you know, listening to music and watching TV and stuff like that is not the same as having people around you all the time who are conversing with you. um, Mm -hmm. Because it takes a totally different level of energy to respond to things to listen to absorb what someone's saying. And that can be gosh darn exhausting when you have other stuff on your mind or otherwise when you're just tired. So yeah. um, on my list of things to do for when you want alone time is meditating, reading, mm-hmm. going for a walk, taking a week off of client communication, and we will get into that in a minute, but... Mm-hmm. Uh... <laughs> but what about yourself? What do you do when you need alone time? Hopefully, what hopefully it only happens when your husband is home. Yep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's literally the only alone time I get.
1: Um, generally, what'll happen is depending on, and he tends to travel a lot with work, and he works mm-hmm. long, very long hours. Um, so if he's working a normal ish day and he's home at a decent time and say after dinner I will go out and I will either take myself for dinner by myself and eat a meal in silence that I did not have to cook which is beautiful and I appreciate so much more now (laughs) yeah so I'll do that or I'll go and get ice cream or go for a walk or go and run an errand that is not house related so Mm -hmm. it's not groceries it's not buying clothes for my kids it's not going to the hardware store it's like maybe getting a coffee and walking around winners for an hour that would be a, like a Nikki errand. Um, and then I have to fight myself that do not buy things for the kids. Like, this is for you. <laughs> That's the other piece of it, right? <laughs> so I'll do that. Or sometimes what I'll do on, Saturday, on a Saturday or Sunday morning, I'll get up. I mean, I'm up early with the kids anyway. We're all up early. Crack on but I will collect myself and go out and get myself breakfast and then go and do grocery shopping by myself. So I'm still doing my errands that I need to do. I'm still getting all my chores done and stuff, but I have that start off with doing something for myself. Breakfast is my favorite meal of the day. And (laughs) I rarely get to have a meal in peace these days. So Mm -hmm. that is always a nice, just kind of I'll bring my book. I can sit or I can listen to a podcast and, um, Just kind of cool my jets while I relax by myself. So that's my
0: great alone time. (sighs) It's awesome. At some point, we're going to have to do a list of podcasts that we like to listen to. Yeah. Uh, Podcasts are great.
1: They're great for like even just that background noise. If it's like, like I, I love music. I always have music going. But sometimes I like I also love to read. I don't always have time to read. And the podcast for me is great too because... You get that feeling of like someone's having a conversation with you, and you're learning at the same time. So it's mm-hmm. like you're
0: alone, but you're not alone. So awesome. Awesome do you nice. have any off the top of your head that are awesome?
1: I listen to one pretty regularly. I don't listen to every single episode. I tend to go and pick and choose with what kind of fits with what I'm dealing with, and it's mm-hmm. the Mom Room, and. Um, Her first name is Renee, and I'll have to pull it up, but it's the Mom Room Podcast, and she's on Instagram under the same tagline. Um, And she just talks about random parenting stuff, and she has, um, I think her son's four or five, and just things that she kind of deals with and what she finds. And she has different um, experts on with her show and parenting um, coaches or diet Dietitians and nutritionists and things like that for trying to get your kids to eat. And she talks about potty training and sharing the mental load with your partner and all that kind of stuff. So it's great when I find one, especially that like, that's the nail on the head of what I am struggling with right now. And then I just send it off to my husband and I'm like, listen to this one. This is perfectly saying how I'm feeling. Please listen. Let's talk about this when you get home. And then he'll listen to it on, on his commute. And uh, he gets to hear it from someone other than me. So that's great too. <laughs>
0: That's really
1: handy. That's a good idea.
0: Yeah, I'm super helpful. <laughs> if, if you are interested in parenting podcasts that are not like, because <laughs> there's one that I listen to, so. <laughs> and it's not like, um, here's how you do this with this sort of issue. It's more yeah. like, think about two funny people slash comedians talking mm-hmm. about all of the shit that's going on in their life <laughs> with regards to their kids, their partners, whatever. Yep. Um, for crying out loud, it's very entertaining. I listen to like every episode. That's awesome. <laughs> and their kids, they started it when their kids were like toddlers, five years old maybe, and then their kids are <laughs> now going away to uh, college and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting to listen to. Very cool. Um, if people like learning stuff, I highly recommend um, Star Talk Radio. With Neil deGrasse Tyson, Mm -hmm. um, because you're just going to learn stuff like every single Mm -hmm. time. And he is so good, obviously, at putting things in words that average human beings can understand. Mm -hmm. Although he does talk a lot about astrophysics and I'm still not getting a lot of that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is right over
0: (laughs) Yeah, I listen and I'm like, no, it's still not making sense to me. <laughs> um, and Science Versus is also a really good show. Mm-hmm. They talk about okay. um, basically debunk myths about scientific stuff. So they'll look at studies and interview experts. And it's really good. Fascinating. Fascinating stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> back to our topic at hand listen to podcasts get some alone time put your headphones yeah. in and yep. then when your kids or your spouse or other people at Starbucks in my case are trying to talk to you and you don't want to talk you just go ah can't hear you sorry, sorry. I'm <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i mentioned taking a week off of client communication
1: mm-hmm. which
0: um ended up being kind of timely as you know i had a little bit of a freak out shortly before last week. And I'm gonna to get to that in a moment. But um basically my work schedule can be really chaotic. So mm-hmm. this week, for example, and this is my typical week, I will start my workday at seven or eight o'clock in the morning and I'll finish in quotations at five o'clock and that's Monday yep. through Thursday. And mm-hmm. then I take Meetings until 7pm because lots of people work nine to five and they don't (laughs) want to meet with me um, during that period of time, so they have to meet with me after five o'clock. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I'll have shoots any evening of the week until 9 p.m. or possibly Mm -hmm. later, depending on when the sun is going down. Uh, Anything that I wasn't able to get done during the week, I'll end up doing on Friday. And then I'll have sessions and weddings, Fridays through Sundays. And (laughs) none of this includes working out my softball schedule or spending any time with my family and friends or driving to any of these things. Or sleeping. <laughs> so basically I can work from seven o'clock in the morning to nine o'clock in the evening, Monday through Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like fun. Okay. Yeah. So I <laughs> I try to take three hours off in the middle of the day, which mm-hmm. is important for me because I discovered this when I was working full-time at the insurance company. After I eat, I am useless to anyone for about an hour. (laughs) I have no motivation and no energy to do anything. So hence the three hours off in the middle of the day. Um, And I also try to take three days off a week because the whole seven o'clock in the morning to nine o'clock in the evening is just way too much. Um, So I need, you know, more than two days to decompress. And I, again, try to be intentional about this, but obviously in my line of work, it can be challenging because people want Mm -hmm. to have sessions on this one specific day at this one specific time, or, you know, Mm -hmm. they're busy all week, except for this one time when they can have a meeting like this Mm -hmm. potential client who shall not be named. (laughs) who Nikki and I were having a heck of a time nailing this person down for a you meeting know, a meeting which he had to have because he desperately needs these photos like soon um and so Nikki is communicating with him thank goodness Nikki <laughs> is communicating with him to set up this meeting <clears throat> and i guess he said that there was only one time that he could meet mm-hmm In that week, just just one time, and it happened to be in the middle of some time that I was taking off because I was having a busy week. Like in the span of like three hours, he wanted to meet Mm -hmm. right in the middle of that three hour period of time, (laughs) Um, which basically was the only three hours of time that I had off during the week. Yeah. So I was like, "All right, fine. If that's the only time that this guy can meet, then we will meet at that time." And so the time comes, I have my computer set up, my camera, I'm all ready to go for the meeting. And guess who does not log into the meeting? (laughs) This guy. You would be amazed how often that happens. Not just, you know, people saying they can only meet. During a specific time, but people scheduling a meeting and then not showing up, and by the way, they get a notification. (laughs) No, I mean if they're talking to Nikki, then they know because you're setting the time, you're saying it out loud to them the time of the meeting, Mm -hmm. or you confirm with them by email like when the time is set, and then they get a reminder, at least one reminder, like the day of the meeting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we have put into this reminder if you cannot make this time, please let us know so that we can mm-hmm. reschedule and open that time up for other people. <coughs> mm-hmm. um, and the number of times that people if I had a dollar for every time someone did rich, I know I would <laughs> that and they don't say anything. They don't say we found no. a photographer We're unavailable, nothing. No. They just don't show up. And just by the way, stay. I can see I can see when people read my emails because Again, I'm a nerd. I, yeah, I love that, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I will look and it'll say they opened the email that said, if you are unavailable for this time, please let us know. And they just didn't mm-hmm. bother to log into the meeting. Nothing.
1: Yep. Just, just didn't.
0: Yeah. So setting boundaries. That's a really mm-hmm. important one. Um. Yep. So, yeah, I, I'm really going to work a lot harder on not booking meetings during personal time Yep. because if people aren't going to log in then, what then is the why point? bother Yeah. because i spend my whole day waiting for that meeting to happen and preparing for it and the mental part of me getting ready for like if i have a shoot on a sunday in the evening my entire yeah. sunday is shot because That's that entire day. day i am you know mentally preparing for the <laughs> shoot right <laughs> mm-hmm. um Totally. In order to set boundaries, you need to set expectations with people. So for me, um, I put in social media and auto responders and posts and everything, saying you know I'm not available during these days. In my email signature, my email signature it says you know this email inbox is monitored during these times and mm-hmm. not outside of these times. Um, I have auto responders on like text messages and um, social media. DMs and all that fun stuff. Um, mm-hmm. and people do comment on seeing this stuff and that's great that you you know set these expectations with people but it only works mm-hmm. if you are consistent and you stick to yeah. it. So that's what I'm going to be working on. <laughs> what about you, Nikki? You can Nikki by the way, you can continue to ask me if it's okay if I meet with this person at this time. <laughs> it will be my responsibility. Your discretion. No.
1: No. (laughs) 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 How about Um, you? The boundary thing is huge for me too. Especially like I work out of my home. I work while my kids are here. Like I have very certain times during the day when I am able to take meetings in which I can participate. In where I only have like a minor potty break interruption versus a complete meltdown interruption, like, and I same thing, like I scheduled my whole day around around this. I had such a fluster this morning, so I'm trying to sell one of our many strollers <laughs> that we no longer need on marketplace, mm-hmm. and this woman's been messaging me all weekend, and the only t- day she could come was today, and I was like, okay, well doing podcasts with Sophia at 1230. So I need my plan is to run the kids out in the morning so I can get the, one of them down for a nap. Like I've got my whole my whole day backs up, right? I'm like, okay, well, I can do 930 or I can do after 3pm. So when I say after 3pm, I'm thinking like that three to four window. I'm not yeah. thinking anything other <clears throat> than that, to be completely eight honest. o'clock at night. <laughs> right? Like it's not it's not unlimited for the next three weeks. It's just yeah within an hour of that is how is what I maybe that's just me. So, um, first she wants to come at 930. And I'm like, okay, fine. That's like, skews enough of my day. And then we had, um, my brother in law was borrowing my husband's truck. So I had to be here anyway. So okay, whatever. That's fine. So nine o'clock, I get the message that no, no, I'm not coming now. I can be there after three. And I was like, okay, well, what time is after three? Mm-hmm. Like five? I'm like, no, that's not, I've been feeding my kids. We're having our driveway dug up. I'll talk more about that later. Like Mm -hmm. my husband's gonna be coming home from work. Five o'clock is prime kerfuffle in my house. (laughs) Like I cannot, I can't deal with you. I'm sorry. (laughs) Like (laughs) then I got this all as attitude and whatever. So, I mean that I basically just said like, this is not, this is no longer worth it. Like I will Mm. either keep it on marketplace or I'll convince my husband that yes, we still do need this extra stroller in our garage that we don't need. Um, But that's, I mean, that's just on the personal side on the work side. I have um, a couple of, I have one client in particular that um, really struggles to wrap their head around that concept of like, no. When I can be available and like it's it's not you obviously. But like it's Thank you. <laughs> Let me just make sure. <laughs> no, it's um it's it's a very interesting setup but it's it's this idea that I'm kind of constantly available and that is not the case. And I've had instances where I've been like, okay, in, well in advance, I'm going to take this week off and I'm going to be mm-hmm. offline. And I'm still getting, oh, can you double check about this? And can you check in about that? And can you, no, I'm not working this week. So now mm-hmm. I have to turn on an invoice to you when I was supposed to be not working. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not really going to work out. Um, mm-hmm. So that's been a bit of a struggle trying to keep that in line. And I think it's more the the type A personality that, that person is that. Needs mm-hmm. the information right in that moment, um, but when I have when I am setting meetings, I set them in advance. I've had same thing like these discovery and consult calls where people just don't show up. So now I've twiddled my thumbs around my house and adjusted nap schedules and adjusted yep. meal times and missed out on being able to do something that I needed to do, whether it's work wise or personal wise or or taking nuts. advantage of my flexible schedule because that's the reason that I keep a flexible mm-hmm. schedule, right? Um, and that's, that's very difficult. And I don't, I, I try really hard, especially with work and clients. I try to not pull my kids into it. Like as much as I can, it's not, oh, well, I can't do this because this conflicts with my kids. It's no, I can't do this. Like end of discussion period. Like this is the time I'm available to like, we scheduled 30 minutes for our meeting. No, I cannot stay on the call for two and a half hours. Like 30 minutes are up. See you later. Figure out the rest without me, basically. So that's, um, it's interesting. And I'm definitely in that same boat about like set, setting your boundaries is great, but enforcing them and sticking to them <laughs> is much better. And I think the struggle as a, as a business owner, it's that like for me, it's that background fear of like, if I stick to my boundaries, do I lose my clients or do I lose out on potential business? Like how much can I be willing to bend without? Mm-hmm. I mean, if I'm not going to get that client anyway, why am I? throwing my entire week out just Mm -hmm. to waste my time anyway so that's Mm -hmm. definitely a struggle that i
0: have i have um some thoughts on everything that you have just shared but first um i know that you have a resource for our Mm -hmm. listeners and i wonder if any of this stuff is in the head there is, actually.
1: <laughs> yeah, so my resource that I wanted to share is, um you can find it on, <clears throat> excuse me, at our website, com, And it's about the essential tips for the entrepreneurs. So throughout this resource, we talk about um being a small business owner i think one of sophia's favorites the power of branding <laughs> that's like our first our first big point there how important that is to just have everything so cohesive and really suit with what you do um we talk about the contact that you're making with clients adding a personal touch um i love the thank you letters and notes that you send out. And that I think goes such a long way. Um, We talk about networking and building your referral circles, um, keeping your office organized, especially so many small business owners have a home office and especially the pandemic made that huge. People were working off their kitchen counters out of a corner of their dining room, in their bedroom. If that's your office, that's totally fine. Like my office, we've converted our sunroom at the front of our house. So that's, and it's also half drop zone and- craft space. And, and that's, this <laughs> is where course. I work. This is fine. <laughs> it's a catch-all. Catch um, we have a, a small 200-year-old home. This is just life. Um, but uh, it's so important to have things work the way that you need them to work. And it's, it really goes into depth on kind of what you can build out to make the most of your small business and as an entrepreneur and like your burgeoning career and this new path that you're following. So super exciting stuff. It's kind of my favorite stuff to delve into.
0: So very helpful. Mm-hmm. And that's a free download on your website. It correct? is.
1: Yeah. When Excellent. you uh, go on over there, there'll be a nice pop up and you can um, follow the, the
0: cues to download and check out our other blog posts as well. Excellent. Awesome. That's a good one. Um, it is I was just realizing we were getting into like business type talk and I'm
1: like oh yeah.
0: yeah there's totally other people who deal with this <laughs> oh for sure for sure <laughs> so there's two things that I want to comment on first you were talking about the woman who um <clears throat> was being a little bit of a pain in the butt about when she's mm-hmm. going to show up to pick up the stroller and I mm-hmm. hate hate having to list anything on kijiji or facebook mm-hmm. marketplace or anything because guaranteed they are not going to read the description and they yep. are going to email you or message you a question that is clearly answered in uh-huh. the description that drives me nuts um i hate that i have like sold um bags because for some reason at one point in my life i collected a number of bags and I don't think of myself as <laughs> particularly girly but it did happen Um and just you know people who are like well could you drive it half an hour to me and then half an hour back to deliver the bag and will you take money off the price yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. like are you effing kidding me no oh, I man. will not like no you can come to me and pick it up if you want it or you yeah do not have or it. that's it um, I totally hope that you start just telling people, no, like first side, I, did. I, ended up, no. <laughs>
1: I ended up just saying like, you know what, I'm not available at that time. So this isn't going to mm-hmm. work out. And yep. this it's hilarious that you're like, they didn't read the description. Cause that's literally what happened. The first message I got was, I don't know if my car seat will fit in the stroller and it's, it's a Graco brand and it's a click and connect, which means that every Graco click and connect car seat, Fits the Click and Connect stroller. That's like the perk of this brand. Sorry. <laughs> Good job, honey. On my okay. Yeah. She's got music like, all by herself. <laughs> so she's like, I don't know if my car seat will fit. And I was like, well, what's the brand? And she reads me out the whole, like, the travel system, jogger, whatever. And I'm like, it will fit. I literally have that system mm-hmm. from when I only had one kid. And she's like, well, I'll have to come and, like, check, like, test it out to make sure it fits. I'm like sure don't bother stay home lose my facebook
0: No. Um, when kevin and i moved back from tiny we had there were no like big closets in the place that we were Mm -hmm. in in tiny so um we had gotten like ikea cabinets and stuff yeah and we brought them home and the one just was There was nowhere to put it. It was just not going to... It was enormous. It was not going to fit anywhere. It would have been fantastic if it did, but it just wasn't going to fit. And it would be a pain to carry into the house anyway, because it was like weirdly heavy. But anyway, (laughs) um, I put it on Facebook Marketplace and... Mm -hmm. Woman messaged me. She's like, "Do you still have it?" I'm like, "Yes." She's like, "I will send you an e-transfer right now, and we will come pick it up." <laughs> like, not, we'll come pick it up right now. But she's like, "I'll send you an e-transfer to hold it, and then we'll yeah. set a time to come pick it up." I'm like, "You're my favorite person. <laughs> this is great." <laughs> they, ca- we had it in the garage. They came. They backed up their truck. They're like, mm-hmm. They put it in the back of the truck and they left. And I'm like, "You, t- you're amazing. Life can be easy.
1: <laughs> it should be it, for something it like can that." Be.
0: No haggling, nothing. Send me an yeah. e-transfer for the full amount. Um, it was fantastic. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> People say no to haggling on Kijiji's yeah. Facebook Marketplace. Yeah, People, yeah. Oh my just goodness. don't take it. And then people showing up late to meetings or people holding you on a meeting that's supposed to be mm. half an hour long. Like I try yeah. to set expectations. Yeah, the, yeah, the I,
1: holding on meetings, that's that's something yeah. I really struggle with, especially if it's like a morning meeting and I know like, okay, I'm heading into like a breakfast time or I'm trying mm-hmm. to like, it's just, it's especially, like it's, I don't, if a meeting goes five, 10 minutes, even up mm-hmm. to 20 minutes, I don't generally care. It's when it's like 45 minutes, 50 minutes. Yeah an hour and a half, like, it just drags. And I'm like, especially like, there are still meetings that could be emails, you know, like,
0: I don't don't need to meet with you. (laughs) Those are the ones that kill me. I um, try to set expectations with people when they're scheduling meetings with me where I'm like, we're going to talk for 30 to 40 minutes. Mm -hmm. Like, that's it. And usually they're quicker than that. Um, And you know this, I try to book meetings back to back. So I just yeah. do all the meetings, well, I and then I send out meeting. all the emails. And yeah, and I will tell people. Um, I have someone else logging in in five minutes. So uh, let we're gonna have to wrap it up kind of like, yeah, you know, do you have any final thoughts? Um, it makes me so mad when I'm sitting on a call. I'm sitting on the call, I'm waiting for the other person to log into the call. And I'm sitting there for 10 minutes waiting for them to log into the call. And that's when I get a text message, sorry, clients holding me up on another call, I will totally be there in five minutes. And I'm like, I've scheduled half an hour for this call. And you're going to log in 15 minutes into that half an hour call like that makes it not worth it for me. We've cut the meeting time down by half an hour because I mean, I'm not going to stay for longer than i had committed to originally no. so now your schedule whole
1: day is pushed yeah
0: Drives exactly nuts mm-hmm. so i'm with you there all right but anyway set boundaries with people and <laughs> set expectations and then stick to the and accept them yeah yeah um so number three on the list is exercise and I've already said that Mm -hmm. I'm not exercising enough thankfully I have softball to keep me going right now so that's good and also is making me go holy moly I'm out of shape right now so I need to get back (laughs) um we talked about in our introductions how we both spent quite a bit of time in post-secondary education and uh when I was in university i was had definitely that's the last time that i've been quite depressed um mm-hmm. where i was skipping an awful lot of class yeah and i mean i brag about it because i there's classes that i went to like two of the classes and i didn't fail a single course um so good for you <laughs> <laughs> but as we know a lot of it's like theoretical and opinion based yep. in like the line of education that I was doing. So as long as you're doing the readings, you don't really need to be in class. Yeah, Yeah. if I could put the concepts together in decent words, then the teachers were like, Oh, my God, she's a genius. Yeah, I don't need the 5% attendance mark. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So I said that about halfway through my second year of university, I was like, I can't do any more school. And at that time, I was really depressed. Like I was not I was staying home. I was not going out. I was not talking to people much. Um, My my third year, my the summer before my third year, my uncle forced me to go to a gym. And he did not force me. But anyway, I started going to this gym and started getting into shape. And then I worked out mm-hmm. all through my third year of school. And oh, what do you know? It helped mm-hmm. significantly. Yeah. Endorphins um, make you happy. Absolutely. <laughs> so in terms of exercise, people think like you need to go to a gym or you need to run Or you need to, like, work out seven days a week for an hour and you don't have to do any of those things. So my recommendations for exercise, which I'm totally not following right now, but I'm Mm -hmm. going to have to, um, is do something that you enjoy. Pickleball seems to be a very popular one these days. You can play badminton. I had Kevin bring the basketball net up from the shed. Awesome. Um, for the kids, um, but yeah. I'm really playing basketball. I um, and by the way, totally one of those instances where Bruce was like on high alert because yeah. Kevin went to the shed with the kids and he carried it up from the barn by himself. So Bruce is at the window like what the hell is that what is that let, let him out he goes running like he's a bear like he's gonna just destroy this basketball net and then you get you that can see so when it changes his hair goes from standing up to being down and he's like oh my god it's my family it's fun, <laughs> fun, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, So, so cute. You do things that you enjoy don't push yourself too hard because the minute mm-hmm. you push yourself too hard is when you're gonna stop exercising yeah, which is basically my anywhere. life <laughs> mm-hmm. Just get started. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. If you just start doing it, usually you can get into, you know, doing it and yep. enjoy it, all that stuff. Yeah. Set time aside. Put it into your calendar. And I yep. don't think that I have shared my activity calendars with you, but they are in my <laughs> calendar. <laughs> <laughs> um. Make a plan with a friend. Because you could just go walking with your friend. <laughs> um so make a plan with a friend uh because mm-hmm. that can help i like to make plans with well softball is basically like that i mean i have to that show is up plans expecting yeah. me to be there um mm-hmm. i like to make plans to go walking with my friend carrie mm-hmm. um and even if you're sitting at a desk <laughs> all day like get up and every hour and do five push-ups like we've been told yeah. you should not be sitting at a desk all day so if you're getting up every hour and by that i mean Mm -hmm. you should be getting up every hour get up and just do five push-ups because that would be more than you're doing already
1: exactly when
0: it when in doubt go outside yes fresh
1: air yeah fresh air
0: (laughs) for sure
1: (laughs) walk your dog i don't know what about you what do you have for exercise going for a walk (laughs) is a big one running out this one and Mm -hmm. uh my youngest is a, admiring the leaves um yeah we'll, we tend to unlike our treat outings we'll walk down there's a coffee shop right on the bay grounded and yes. uh they make these awesome maple sandwich cookies that my girls mm. are addicted to they love them mm. and they will just sit and have their cookie and we'll go throw walk, rocks in um above <laughs> the bay and so that's our, our big excitement on the nice days for sure and I get it, lots of exercise chasing them around the park, which mm-hmm. is super fun. Um, we have a, a large detached garage at the back of our house. So we, when the pandemic started, kind of converted part of it into a bit of a home check gym. Check wow, on, <laughs> <more>. <laughs> Monopoly money. What a game changer. <laughs> um, so uh, we've got some weights and stuff there so I try to carve out time in the morning before the kids get up when I can go out and uh, have a bit of a workout and we've got um a bit of a play zone for them too so they can play around well especially like in the winter when I'm not getting out as much we're not walking on the terrible bad snow in days and so those are that's very helpful for sure um the sad one of the sad things about Midland is that there's not very many gyms. We've got like two gym options mm-hmm. and only one of them yeah. has childcare and it's two hours two days a week so it's not very feasible for me that way unfortunately but that's the perk of the home gym for sure. So all the parents go at the same time. <laughs> they must. They're like, oh, we bookended it with parent and taught. I'm like, I don't want to parent and taught. I parent and taught my kids all day. I just I just want you to watch them for an hour and a half while I go no. and run on the treadmill. Please and thank
0: you. Here's my $6. <laughs> yeah. This is the time when I don't want to be with them. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my goodness. So oh,
1: that's fun. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, number four, sort of similar is get around people. Yeah. Um, and I, one thing I've noticed about myself is I have mentioned that I if I have a shoot in the evening or at any time during the day, it feels like I'm expending a lot of energy just getting ready and going to it just mentally mm-hmm. is exhausting me. Yeah. Um, um, the funny thing is, I have noticed that when I go to the shoot and then I'm you know talking to people laughing and ha- genuinely having a good time. I feel like a different person after the shoot. I'm like, oh my God, (laughs) I'm in a good mood now. Um, (laughs) It's contagious. (laughs) Funny how that works. Mm -hmm. Um, You can also, you know, play a sport. I mean, we just talked about exercise. This is a great way to get exercise. And by the way, you do not have to be good at it. Like, okay, I play competitive softball. In my softball league, there's three divisions, um, Mm -hmm. A, B, and C and C Division, like they're not good. (laughs) But they're getting exercise and socializing for two hours. Yep. A week, at least like there you go. I mean, that's kind of a big deal. So it's awesome. Don't hold yourself back from You know, signing up for a sport like soccer, softball, volleyball, whatever, because you think, well, I don't know how to do that because you can learn. And also, I guarantee Mm -hmm. if there's multiple divisions and you're going into a division that's not competitive, probably 90% of the other people there also don't know what they're doing. And that's fine. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) um go to a coffee shop i do this all the time i go to starbucks or there is a great cafe in Owen sound that i go to pretty regularly the frog ponds um Mm -hmm. and i just sit there and do work and have made a lot of friends with retired teachers because that's where they go they go to the frog ponds (laughs) that's cool um And then make plans with friends and we're gonna get to the therapy part of it later but at some point my therapist did say to me like you know maybe you should like make a point of making plans with your friends i'm like huh yeah i I guess guess i should (laughs) so It is a thing in my like, um, so I use the app Streaks to keep track of habits that I want to form. It's really interesting. Check it out. Very cool. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that I've put into my streaks is making plans with friends. So that I can look at it and be like, oh, this week I didn't make any plans with any friends. Okay. Yeah, I have a problem. (laughs) 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 What about you and getting around people? Is that when you go to Winners and you walk around? (laughs) When I walk
1: around? So for me with getting around people, I try, I'm trying to make other mom friends, which is harder Mm -hmm. than it sounds. And yeah, yeah, I thought it was going to be so easy. And then I see other parenting styles and I'm like, hmm, that's not meshing with me. And like, I'm not judging you. That's fine. You parent the way you want to parent. But like, I don't. There's certain things I don't want my kids around and that they're young and impressionable and can get dangerous. Um so that's interesting. And then just trying to coordinate with schedules and and um sometimes I'm just tired. Like <laughs> it's one of those things where like when I have the time to be like, okay, let's go and have an outing. I'm like, or or are we to take movie a nap. Night? Yeah. <laughs> um, so getting around people for me is definitely checking out the coffee shops, and we go for walks down by the water. And mm-hmm. park is great for that. And generally, when we go, there's other kids there, so then my kids can be around mm. other kids playing. And she thinks every kid that she meets is her new best friend. So that's, that's very excellent. exciting, right? She that's loves good. it. Um, so then, for me, the difficult part is coordinating schedules with my friends that don't have kids. Before when my schedule meshes with their schedule when they live, say, in Barrie or in Toronto and um, be work shift work or maybe have their own Mm -hmm. stuff going on or coordination is hard. I even have my... My my joke is like my only friend in Midland that when mm-hmm. I started when I was working in insurance <laughs> at one, one insurance broker in Aurelia, we both got hired for this job and then realized that we live like four blocks from each other and how hilarious. Cool. So, yeah, <laughs> so super fun. And... Uh, we both left the job at different times, but stayed stayed in close contact. And so it was my joke. We had just moved to Midland. I was like, I finally have a friend here. <laughs> so um, we maybe can get together like once every six months. And we try like every three weeks, like, okay, let's go get drinks. It's a mom's night out. And we're like, oh, well, you know, dad's not home yet. And the kids are sick. Aww. Or this is going on. Or this oh, no. is, I've, you know, i <laughs> going to work late. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I see my sister a lot, which is awesome. We've always, we're about mm-hmm. just under two years apart. So we... I've always been very, very close. So I see her probably once, if not more a week, talk daily. And because we are also business partners, we carve out one day a week for it to just be strictly work. We don't want to be talking about work every single day. And that's our boundary that we set. We have a standing meeting once a week where we like plan our our month and and, uh, do any content that we need to do and talk about things that we have on the go. And anything outside of that is just...
0: Just personal, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> do you ever have to stop each other from talking about business stuff when you're having your, like, friend time?
1: There are some times when we'll do that because it's more like, I don't have my notebook. I'm not prepared. The kids are screaming. I'm not in, yeah. like, the work zone. Like, put a pin in it, send me an email, and we'll talk about it after.
0: <laughs> so the next one is to get off of social media, which we have talked about before, but I want to get into this – Whole thing about social media algorithms. Um, And Mm -hmm. I can't remember what the documentary was called. Maybe I'll look it up. Maybe I won't. But whatever. I'm sure if you look up social media on like Netflix, it'll probably pop up. Um, Mm -hmm. But basically, Facebook and Instagram and all those algorithms want to show you content that you are likely to engage in. And unfortunately, um, people are more likely to argue than they are to talk about something that they want to talk about. They are more likely to complain about a bad experience than they are to talk about having a good experience. Like this is stuff that we know as business owners. Um, But pay close attention when you're on Facebook, especially Um, people are more likely to engage with the content that they don't like. Um, And I have been very intentional about only engaging with the positive stuff and hiding the negative stuff. So I don't really see that anymore. Now I see some pretty cool content on Facebook and most of it is about dogs and cats. Um, (laughs) Some of it's about pretty cool landscapes and nice quotes and stuff. But if you're seeing a lot of negative stuff, like people arguing, they will show you content in your facebook feed that you are not going to like because they yeah. know that you're more likely to leave a negative comment on that content than you yeah. are to leave a positive comment on stuff that you like so just uh, pay close attention and get off of it maybe even delete the apps from your phone that'll probably mm-hmm. help and we mentioned in i don't know if it was our last episode can't remember to mute and unfollow accounts that stress you out anyway, and hide ads because ads can. I'm still seeing weight loss ads. Yeah, I about something
1: one time and it's like everywhere.
0: And they're always like diet culture type ads that I mm-hmm. know there's no legitimacy behind. Oh, lose eighty pounds in three months. I'm, yeah, I am aware that that is very unhealthy. <laughs> yeah, that's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> What about you and social media? Do you have any thoughts on getting off of social media? (laughs) I find myself
1: like ending up in that rabbit hole more often than I would like, like just Mm -hmm. completely sucked into scrolling reels and like, okay, Mm -hmm. I'm going to look for 20 minutes and then it's the evening and I've been on my phone for an hour and a half. Like everyone's in bed, I'm sitting up by myself, just scrolling my phone. Like this is time that I could have been productive for myself or like properly decompressed, not stared at my tiny screen for an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. Um, and so when I have those days, I'm like, all right, I'm on here way too much. And so I'll <laughs> go and ha- I'll have days where I just like completely do not go on at all.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: I think I mentioned before, like it's a lot of the how I keep up with my family and friends and stuff. And fortunately, I do not manage our social media for Ava. So I don't have to worry about <laughs> that. Like I, I build up like, the content and stuff with it, with yeah. Angie, but like I'm not physically managing it, which is nice because mm-hmm. I hate doing that. That is like my least favorite thing in the world. Um, so I don't have to be on it for work, which is great. I have, I am on my phone often for work with emails and things like that. (laughs) And I have all of my clients' emails sync to my phone so I get the notification so I'm not just on my computer all day long. That also helps to he- keep me flexible, which is great. Um, but it's very easy to toggle over and open Facebook re- really quick and Instagram really quick or Pinterest really quick. And really quick becomes yeah. 20, 30 minutes and then they- where did the time go? And you get, like, it can become so negative and such a comparison of everything. And that does not help and that cannot be good for me trying to get the little sleep that I am able to get being lost to the overstimulation from being on screens and multiple screens all day long.
0: <laughs> it's a little bit scary how you could just like is. on autopilot, open it up. And then an hour later, you're like, what yeah. happened? <laughs>
1: And, like, there's nothing there. Like, it's the same stuff no. every day. Like, mm-hmm. if there's news, it's miserable and depressing. And mm-hmm. if not, it's pe- it's the same trends that rotate through and the same people sharing the same things. And mm-hmm. it's just – I try to be very um, specific. And, like, when I'm looking at certain accounts or when I'm looking for – excuse me, looking for something, like – a research item like okay i'm struggling excuse me with this with work or with this boundary or with this with the kids like let me go check this one specific account that i like to follow and see mm-hmm. if they're dealing with the same thing and how they're handling it and i might check a few um referred accounts or tagged accounts and
0: then i try to get
1: off from there but
0: number six of six is to get professional help and no one take that as an insult because mm-hmm. it's not no it shouldn't be So get therapy. Um, As I said at the beginning of the episode, I am pretty sure that everyone on the planet is experiencing at least mild PTSD these days. I have a book Mm -hmm. recommendation for you. Um, The Myth myth of Normal. And it's going to blow your mind a little bit. Basically a psychiatrist, I believe, who just got right into the science and the stories about people who completely changed their lives by addressing their childhood traumas. And that's, you know, such a range of things like some people had some, you know, horrific things happen to them in their childhood, some people just didn't realize that their parents arguing had the massive impact on them as adults that it had. So yeah, um, yeah, read that book, because it's yeah pretty fascinating. Um, also, speak to your family doctor, because if you're experiencing symptoms that could be alleviated with medication, for example, yep. in a way that would help you get back to doing the things that you enjoy doing that will ultimately help you live without medication, that would be great. You would mm-hmm. speak to a naturopath, a nutritionist, an Eastern medicine specialist, because all of these people have ways of contributing to positive mental health. Mm-hmm. You could speak to your spiritual leader. Not my thing but it is some people's thing yep. and that's basically in my mind the same thing as going to a therapist If you're going to talk to yeah. someone who has the, the same values as you and can yeah. help you work through things um do it mm-hmm. <laughs> as i have mentioned a few times i do speak with a therapist she is a very bubbly upbeat how's it going type <laughs> person <laughs> But also, every once in a while, she goes, why are you doing that? Maybe you need to think about what you're doing. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have thoughts on getting professional help?
1: I agree very much with that. I probably spent the majority, if not all, of my university years on antidepressants um, Mm -hmm. and was getting ready to go back on them after having my first daughter and then decided to instead stop my hormonal birth control.
0: (laughs) So that I didn't need to go back on antidepressants. Yeah, I've experienced that too.
1: Yeah, and that made a huge difference um, with the postpartum hormones and my Mm -hmm. hair loss and everything else. I had gone right back on birth control after having her and, um, about three, four months in, I was like, this feels worse than it should. And like, this is not what I need. So I went off of it. It's kind of like a trial. And uh, I was like, I wasn't feeling like a hundred percent, but I was feeling like 75. And I was like, that's, (laughs) I'll take it. That's great. (laughs) That is great. 75 is pretty good. It's pretty, pretty good. Yeah. So, um, for me, I do a lot of, um, I don't know, like internal work, I guess. Like Mm -hmm. I try to manage it myself and I'm able to see the signs when I'm having like a specifically or a particularly depressive period coming on and being like, okay, I'm having a shitty day. Like Mm -hmm. let's do things that are going to make it better and adjust there. And I can, I think that also comes with the age and and how long I've been dealing with this that I can recognize what's gonna help make me feel better and sometimes if I just need to like ride the low and have like Mm -hmm. and I think there's nothing wrong with that like sometimes you just need to have a low day and eat some ice cream and watch a bad movie and you know just go with it I don't need to you don't need to force yourself to Mm -hmm. to be perky and sometimes you do and you know but um yeah that's that's how I I have been able to to manage it but um Mm -hmm. I'm totally on board with with having a therapist. It's, it hasn't been something that's been accessible for me, unfortunately, mm-hmm. um, but my sister and many other of my friends and family members have, and it's been they like a world of difference, very beneficial. And I think it's if you can talk to someone that you trust. Yeah. Can I have two seconds? No. Then um, <laughs> if you can t- if you can talk to someone that you trust. Um, and I think it just makes such a big difference in just being heard and feeling seen and that you're being validated in all of those things.
0: Which is totally what we're going to be talking about in the next episode. <laughs> yeah. Stay tuned for that. <laughs> <laughs> um and you know, you mentioned going off of your birth control and I mm-hmm. guess I didn't say that when I said talk to your family doctor because that would be another thing. I mean, There are so many medications that influence people's, you know, mental health. So um, if, you know, or even okay, like if I was taking a medication, for example, that was making me feel constipated every day, that would have an impact on how I feel, you know, so, you know, think about it, talk to your family Mm -hmm. doctor, maybe they have some advice that's not like take this medication. In addition to everything else that you're doing, it exactly. might be like, why don't we change this, take less, go off of it, you know, whatever you need to do. Yeah. All that stuff. Exactly. Um, if you're wanting to do some of that deeper work that Nikki was just talking about, um, I have a resource for you in my Etsy shop. It is a mood journal, Um, so it is a full 365 days like a planner. But instead of tracking the work that you're going to do in the day, you're going to track what your mood is and what your triggers were um, so that you can maybe start to look at why you're feeling the way that you are Mm -hmm. and hopefully start to address those things. So if you want to go to my Etsy shop and check that out, it would be excellent. There is a code to get 20% off of the mood journal. And the code is Moodcast M O O D C A S T. So we'll put a link in the show notes along with the code for you to check out the mood journal and remind us about your resource.
1: Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> I was like, I thought you still like my your resource. So my resource is the essential tips for the entrepreneur, which you can find on the avasolution.com. Uh, there'll be a nice pop up there when you jump in and then we'll talk about some tips as a business owner for keeping organized and making the most of your work day.
0: And what is your ridiculously happy moment? for today
1: my ridiculously happy moment was the smile on my daughter's face during her first little roller coaster ride on yeah. Saturday <laughs> because the rip fest had a little mini midway and it was like a big long alligator and it was her and this one other little boy in it and I was convinced that she was going to be terrified and on the first little round she was like arms in the air big huge <laughs> like ear to ear grand just having like the best time and I was so proud of how brave she was
0: What's your ridiculously happy moment? Um, so I don't remember if it was last week or the week before. Kevin and his son and I were driving home and we're almost at the house and we can see this like massive rainbow, like, oh my goodness. So we get to the house, stop at the end of the driveway, get out, start taking pictures of this rainbow, get back into the car, drive up the driveway get out of the car, walk into the field, start taking pictures again of the rainbow. It was a double rainbow and a full rainbow, like a full double rainbow. You could see so many colors,
1: like the full spectrum
0: of the rainbow. You could see like the blues and the purples and everything, which I don't know if I've ever seen that in a rainbow. Um, And then I'm taking all these pictures like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, with (laughs) my phone. And then I can hear, like, my mother behind me and then <laughs> Kevin's daughter and his daughter's friend behind me. Like, everyone had come outside and was like, oh, my goodness, this rainbow. Did you <laughs> see this rainbow? <laughs> it was cool. We all stood outside and took pictures of this amazing rainbow. So, yeah. Moments of awe. You need to have them. I'll probably post some of the pictures in the uh, in the show notes. Cool. Um, so we want to hear what your ridiculously happy moments are as well. And we want to share them on the show so you can share them with us on social media. You'll see the prompts for those or just send us a DM. You can also record your own. If you go to happy P slash moment. So H A P P Y P dot PL slash M O M E N T. You can record your happy moment there and we'll play it on the show. Awesome. Um, yeah. Cool. Where can people find you?
1: I am on Instagram and Facebook at the Ava Solution and online at uh, theavasolution.com. All nice and cohesive.
0: <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Sophia Lemon, and I photograph ridiculously happy people. And you can find me on Instagram at ridiculously happy people, and that's ppl um, on Facebook and on Pinterest, and at sophialemon.com. Thank you for making the time to listen to this episode. We hope you feel inspired to live a little more kindly, more confidently, and more ridiculously happy. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, and leave a review in your podcast app of choice. Your feedback is important in helping us spread this ridiculously happy movement. We also invite you to join our Facebook community at Ridiculously Happy People. And remember that happiness is contagious, so who do you know who always seems to be just too busy? Um, share this show with them and help them slow down for a moment and you can find the shareable links to the show in the show notes for this episode and thanks for listening and we'll see you next time